You don't need anything external. You can want for it all you want and you can have as much of it as you desire if you're willing to work hard enough to get it. But none of it is required. What's up, guys? I hope you're well. It is book club day. This is the second in my series, The Book Club, where I talk about a book that I'm reading at the moment or that I've read recently. And I take a few of the points from it to give them to you. And I try to tell you who I feel could benefit from reading this book. Okay. And this week's book is The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Uh, Deepak Chopra, I'm sure most of you are aware of him and his work and his writings. Uh, This book in particular, for me, has been a really interesting read. I am, and now this is me speaking to who I think should read it before I even get into it. I personally am quite a, I'll use the word clinical person. I like science and I like things to be proven in science and I like them to make sense and I like to see empirical evidence of the fact and that's how I like to uh, receive my information. In that sense, I can be a little bit, for lack of a better word, cold. So every now and then I make a real conscious effort to read something that leans the other way, that is a bit more, as this book says in the title, spiritually inclined. And what I often tend to find is a lot of the things that I believe and a lot of the things that I have read in more academic literature is actually completely paralleled in here. It's spoken about in a very different way and the origins of these beliefs and where they come from are very different. But when you look at the meat and bones of the solutions, you realize that they're actually very similar, if not the same. And these books are a great reminder to us to to have an open mind, to not instantly shun things and put things aside that don't necessarily at first agree with the, the dogma or the association that we have with the world. So this book is definitely for someone who, of course, wants to learn about success. And this is definitely a great one to know if you want to understand success in a much broader word than just make more money or, you know, have more people look up to you. Uh, Deepak does a really good job in this book of talking about success in a very broad stroke, as in whatever it means to you. Uh, And as it says, it's the seven spiritual laws. So each chapter is devoted to one of these laws that he believes are what you need to follow in order to find quote unquote, success in life. So I'm going to give you a couple of my favorites and just go into them a little bit. Like I said, this is not a breakdown of these books. Uh, I really always do recommend going and reading a book and getting all of its content rather than simply just touching on it. But I'm here to give you the the spec to see if you're up for it. Uh, Chapter three is the law of karma or cause and effect. So again, if you hear the word karma, and that word comes off a little hippy-dippy-ish to you, I understand that. But cause and effect, this is something a bit more rooted in science, and it's something that people can understand a little better, which I think is the reason why he uses both in the title, to try and reach people who otherwise would maybe turn turn their ear away from something like karma. 
But really, what he's what he talks about in this chapter is the the idea that you reap what you sow. And this is something that I believe very strongly in, that the things that you put your effort and energy into, maybe not directly are going to feed back to you, but in one way or another, they're going to come back into your life. So if you're putting out negativity or self-doubt or disbelief or things like anger and hatred, in one way, shape or form or another, those things are going to come back to you. They are going to be reflected off of surfaces and reflected off of your actions and they are going to affect you and others around you. And really what this chapter tries to tell you is to take personal responsibility for not only the way you live your life for the sake of yourself, but for the sake of others and the effect that you have on them. Because you might not realize when you do something bad, let's say, that not only does it maybe affect you directly, but it might affect a business, which might affect a family, which might affect more families. And it reaches out and everything that we do is like throwing a stone into a pond and it has a rippling effect outwards, a lot of which we don't see. And it's the same that when you do something kind, and to you it might be something really small, like giving some change to a homeless person or letting someone go in front of you in a queue. It might be something very tiny, but you don't know because you don't get to see the way that this ripples out and affects the larger community around you and people around you. You let someone go in front of you in that line, maybe that cheers them up a little bit. Maybe that makes them, when they go to their car, feel a bit more gracious and they let someone else go in front of them in their car. Maybe by doing that, the person they let in doesn't get stressed out, doesn't speed and doesn't end up hitting someone down the road because they're now in a rush to get somewhere. Extreme example, but you see how the little things that we do can have a dramatic impact. So we should aim to direct our energy and do things with the intention of bringing some positivity into this world. Another chapter that I really enjoyed and I think is really important for people to understand was chapter six and that is the chapter which is called the law of detachment. Now detachment, this comes up a lot in spiritual scriptures and you'll see it brought up a lot in religions and I think it's very sadly misunderstood and again this book does a great great job of explaining what detachment should really mean so when we talk about detachment what it's really talking about is not being personally identified with the things that happen to you in your life and the things that you experience out in the world it's avoiding saying things like why does this always happen to me or why does that person always treat me like that? It's you're, you're attaching yourself to the circumstance. And therefore, everything that happens affects you personally. Whereas if you can approach things from a more detached point of view, you're able to view it and understand of it far more objectively than before. You see, when we're involved in things, when we are attached to it, it be, it's as if we're trying to make it our property. 
So anything that happens to it, and I'm using it as a very broad term for, let's say, your feelings, your emotional state, your relationships, your property, anything that happens to it affects you directly. So I'll give you an example to try and help make this make a little bit more sense and a very clear one that we'd understand. You have a partner. Uh, you're in love with them. You hold them dear to you. And then you see them talking to someone else and you brew up feelings of jealousy. And jealousy is a great example of an emotion that comes up to something that we are extremely attached to. Your attachment of this is based on an almost sense of property. And I'm not saying that you're sitting here thinking that your partner is your property, but you have an attachment to them that they are yours, which they are not. They are their own person. Now they may have chosen to be with you, which is a beautiful thing. You've chosen to be with them, that's a beautiful thing. But in no point in any of that, and this is included if you get married to them, is there any ownership? And this is where people can end up getting very upset and very angry and very frustrated because we sometimes forget that everyone is their own. And it's important that no matter how much you love someone, that you can view them from a level of detachment, that you can understand that they are not you. They are themselves and you are you. And the only thing you truly have control of is yourself. And this is why it's so important to detach from everything else in the world. You can love someone with all your heart, but they are not you. You can love something with all your heart, your car, your computer, a certain item of clothing, something with sentimental value. But that thing, if it was taken away from you tomorrow, it's not you. So you see the power you have when you don't attach yourselves to these things that are not part of you and you realize that everything you need in life is right here. You don't need anything external. You can want for it all you want and you can have as much of it as you desire if you're willing to work hard enough to get it. But none of it is required. All that you require is within you, so detach yourself from everything that is external. So those are two chapters from the seven spiritual laws of success. And again, I'm just giving you my interpretation of what I believe Deepak Chopra was going on about in these. You might read it and get a very different feel. So I highly recommend this, as always, with all of these books to anyone who's interested in personal development. But in particular, anyone who leans on the side of being a bit more clinical, I think you'd massively benefit from reading something like this and trying to go into it with an open mind because you'll read certain things and the way he phrases stuff and you'll be like, that all sounds a little up in the air for my taste and I get it. But I think what you'll find is when you read the whole thing as a whole and you sit back and review what you've read, you'll notice so many parallels to the things that you're reading in studies and things that have been done by university professors uh, and all the rest of it. And I think this is why the title is so key to it, that these laws of success, regardless of whether or not you are a spiritual person or you're someone who's a little bit more suit and tie business, they apply to us all. And as always, take care of yourself.